Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Yeah, it's, uh, it is time to talk some harness racing. Mick Giran is going to be hosting On The Pace. He always does every Monday. Good morning, Mick. Yeah, morning, Dave. Big hi to you and, and to everybody listening with uh, around Australia on the app or in New South Wales. Welcome to Miracle Mile Week, the biggest week in Australasian harness racing day, but of course, I know you've got a few questions for me about uh, the New Zealand situation, of course, in COVID, because a few big changes to a couple of their very serious race meetings coming up this weekend. Exactly right, uh, and we're going to have a, a lot of a discussion about the harness racing in this next half an hour, and you can even go a little bit over 11 o'clock, uh, Mick, but just on the, the lockdown situation in Auckland, uh, what's going to happen with... Uh, all codes and meetings that were scheduled for this upcoming weekend? Well, first of all, Friday night, Alexandra Park, the harness racing goes ahead. There's six group races, including the Northern Derby and Northern Oaks. So it's a big deal. It's a serious race. It goes ahead. They're trying to get travel exemptions because Auckland as a region, so I think Sydney as a region, is locked down, meaning people, for example, who live in Bathurst or... In Newcastle, couldn't come to Sydney. Very similar in New Zealand. If you live in the Waikato, you can't come to Auckland without an exemption. That means trainers and drivers may not be able to attend that meeting, including drivers from the South Island who are going to come for some of these Group 1 races. The meeting will still go ahead, and those exemptions may or may not be processed. More importantly, Derby Day for the Gallopers was on Saturday out of Alice traditionally a great lead-up race to the Sydney Carnival. Um, not only was the Derby on, but a, a massive amount of support racing, including horses like Emeril Lena, who's the favourite for the ATC Oaks and the Sunline Vars. That meeting has been moved to Sunday because they are hoping, hoping, that Auckland goes from Level 3 to Level 2 and the Auckland border is removed. The reason that's important is there's not enough jockeys in Auckland uh, to hold a race meeting. I know that sounds crazy, but there's no training facility per se in the Auckland region. There's one called Briley Park, but there's not a Randwick or a Rose Hill inside the borders of Auckland. So almost all the jockeys live in the Waikato, and they wouldn't be allowed to come to the races without travel exemptions. So if they go to Level 2 on Sunday, they'll be able to hold New Zealand's second biggest galloping meeting at level two with no crowds maybe a hundred owners and the jockeys and trainers can travel so if that doesn't happen then the problem be they have to move the entire meeting to the Waikato region so those jockeys and trainers can participate would, would literally be like New Zealand's version it's a smaller version of course but it'd be like moving the first day of the championships to to Kendall Grange it would be a really, really massive undertaking. So um, while obviously there's more important things in the world during COVID, like people obviously dying and staying healthy, those things are more important. Uh, David, it's, it's, it's caused an incredible amount of disruption to racing and a lot of anger because this isn't a COVID case which was accidental. This was someone who lied to the government, visited a family who were infected, then went back into the community. So as you can mm. imagine, there's a lot of people in racing who aren't quite happy about this. No, not not at all. All right, well, look, my suggestion to anyone out there uh, who's 
keen to follow these sort of topics coming out of NZ, to follow you on Twitter, at Gearin Sports. Um, if anything de- develops, uh, you'll be you'll be the uh, the first one to be tweeting, no doubt. So on the pace, so massive week of harness racing here in New South Wales. And I think your first guest is about to join you, Anthony Button, Mick. Yep, he sure is. He's a guy who uh, has won a miracle mile before. He's won everything else before, too. And now he's got a horse into the mile for the first time as a trainer. Uh, Anthony, thanks for joining us this morning, mate. Yeah, good morning, mate. Mate, you came on the show hmm, maybe 11 months ago and told us that a rating 58 horse called Wolf Stride was a horse who could win the regional championship. He did that. Then he's kept improving, and he won a prelude of the Miracle Mile. He's now in the big dance. Does his improvement curve surprise even you? Um, yeah, you always hope they're going to improve like the smack. I always thought he was a pretty good horse. He's the work he showed at home. You know, he give a really good indication that he's, you know, pretty smart. So, yeah, yeah, you live in hope. And, um, you know, the horses have got to keep improving. You know, they get into the big board, in with the big boys, and, um, you know, some go one way, some go the other. But he's kept stepping up and was sort of taking baby steps with him all the way through and sort of protected him a little bit. And, um, yeah, he's done a fantastic job to get where he is now. He seems far more tractical and far smarter, and I know when originally you were tipping us on Sky Sport Radio to start backing him on Tuesday afternoons, he had the look of a horse who could gallop. I'm not sure if it's his very long stride or what it was, but he had a, the look of a horse who wasn't quite mentally or physically there. He looks a vastly different horse now. Yeah, that's right. You know, early days, he could do a few things wrong. He actually... Um run off the track at Bankstown one night, you know, before we had him and um, hit the outside fence after the finish. So he, uh, he had a few tricks to him, but um, now he's developed into a lovely race. Well, now he's absolutely beautiful to drive in a race and uh, he's pretty much got the all-round game. So um, no, really excited. Mate, on Saturday night at Menangle, you were in the first of the preludes. Um, he was a long way off the mic. To be honest, I thought you couldn't win starting the last 600, but he went stomping past some serious Group 1 horses, Old Orlando, Mark Shard, who are Miracle Mile, Hunter Cup and Inter Dominion place getters, and grabbed them on the line. I thought an incredibly impressive performance, Ants. It was the performance of a horse who could win a Miracle Mile. Um, yeah, it's hard to say, Nick. You know, we were a wrap with him on Saturday night. He, uh, you know, stepped up, you know, probably first time against the big boys and beating them. And um, I know there was a couple missing, you know, from that race, obviously. But no, he, he did a big job, you know, they... The sectionals were, were pretty good without being sensational, so he, he had to reel off a really good last 400 to, to pick him up and win, and um, and was you know going really strong at the line, going as good as anywhere. But, you know, this week's going to be a different uh, kettle of fish. Um, yeah, I definitely think he can win. He just needs things to set up for him, you know, like if King of Swing finds the front uh, relatively easily, he's going to take an you know, awful lot of beating. But it's a miracle mile. <coughs> we'll get all going for a million dollars, so... Um, I don't expect the other drivers to hand it to him on a plate, you know. So, uh, but, you know, that's what will need to happen. Mate, you've won a Miracle Mile swooping with Myfield Marshall. It's an incredibly difficult thing to do, and it was a 146.9 mile, which is the Australasian record. So maybe it's set up for him, but you've proven you can do it. If King of Swing finds the front, how do you swoop past a horse like him? Because... As I look through it, Ant, and I'll be really interested in your opinion because you're such a good race analysis uh, analyst, I don't see many attackers here. I don't see many horses, for example, your horse, out to play, Stylish Memphis. The horses uh, who they were very good the other night, I don't see them being able to go forward and rough up a king. No, that's right, Mike. Yeah, you know, that, yeah, the field marshal won. Um, it was a sort of different race. There was a lot of chances, and 
you know, Greg Sugar's on Soho Tribeca, you know, he had to sort of do what he had to do what he did to keep the pace on to keep Lazarus out out the back. So uh, yeah, so that you know, we all know at an angle the, the sectionals are vital and the that second quarter is um extremely important for you know, anyone back in the field if they uh They'll, they'll burn hard early, we all know that, but if they if they back off in the pretty second quarter, it's going to make it awfully hard for the ones back in the field. So, so yeah, it's a little bit out of our hands, and, um, you know, you live in hope. What do you make of that, Anthony? Say you're three back on the outside, and they're not going quick enough. Do you roll the dice and take off on a wolf stride and try and get outside what we presume will be king and swing? It'll be the hymn or audacious one with pink and front, but... It, do you roll the dice and go forward, knowing that's not the horse's best racing pattern, or do you just drive them cold and hope the leader underperforms, even though, even though sectionally in your head you might know by the half you're in trouble? Oh no, I, I won't be scared to make a move, Mick. If they they pull up and walk, or they won't be pull up and walking, but if they ease up, you know, significantly, you know, I won't be scared to put him in the death. He's, um, you know, he's, he's not a six sprint horse. He's he's got the all round game and. Um, just the circumstances a little bit lately, we've had to drive them like that. So, you know, as I said, it'll come down to sectionals, come down to how fast they go that first quarter and, um, you know, where the other runners are in the race. And uh, so, now he's very adaptable and, um, you know, gives you a few options. But I'm going to ask Luke McCarthy, who's our next guest on the show, the exact same question I'm about to ask you. What do you think is going to happen in the Miracle Mile this Saturday night? What I think's going to happen, what I hope's going to happen, could be two different things. But well, I think, you can have uh, both scenarios if you want, Anthony. You can have you can have a crack at both. Yeah, I think um, Ignatius has got to try and hold the front. Like I actually gave him a big chance of winning. If he could hold the front and he's back to his best form, which he appears to be pretty close to, you know, uh, if he leads and gets King X swing outside him, he's a big chance. And if he doesn't, you know, he probably can't win. So I think Jimmy Rattray is a great driver, and um, he'll he, you know he'll he'll have a shot and. Uh, and if that, if that, you know, that's the case, it probably gives everyone a chance. So, um, the weather, you know, whether you can hold old Orlando out early is another thing. So, um, but I think there'll be fireworks at first, sort of three or four hundred. You know, obviously the one he gets out pretty good too, the Black Prince, and he'll want to be holding his spot close to the pace. So, yeah, I think there'll be a lot of action early. And uh, but yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just hoping Jimmy thinks he's on bow tied again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the derby. Uh, the um... Derby heats were held the other night. Uh, have you got a Derby driver? Has anybody who's got a couple in the race given you the call and say, hey, we could do with some A-buck magic? Um, no, not at this stage, but a, a, a couple have um, approached me just to sort of see what was happening. Josh Shake, and um, he wasn't sure if he was coming back this week or saying in Melbourne. He sort of mentioned his one and um, one of the others too. So, yeah, we just have to play it right by ear and see what happens here. All right, mate, um, can you see a winner over the course of the week away from Wolf Stride? Obviously, you and, and your fiance Sonia have horses, I'm sure, racing in Victoria. I'm not sure what else you have uh, up here in New South Wales. Can you tip us into a winner? Because we'd love one. Yeah, I've um, got a few in today at um, Yarra Valley, Mick, actually. And um, all good chances, Equity Stride, Endeavour Stride, Vanquish Stride and Radar Stride. So um, probably the pick of them would be Endeavour Stride, I think. Endeavour Stride today at Yarra Valley? Yep. Thanks. Um, congratulations on what you've done with Wolf Stride. It's a hell of a training performance from a horse who nearly ran into the outside fence one night to a horse who's now in a miracle mile with a chance. 
will be thinking of you at the 800 metre marker that's gone hard. You might be building it next Monday morning. If they have an Anthony, it's a hell of a job to get him there regardless. And of course, two Group 1s for him in the last year. No, thanks a lot, mate. As Anthony Buddy's won everything that matters, New Zealand Cups, Auckland Cups, Inter-Dominions, Hunter Cups, Miracle Miles. Another man who's won a lot of those type of races is Luke McCarthy. He might be adding another one this week. Congratulations on getting a few in the Miracle Mile to you and Belinda. Luke, thank you for joining us this morning, mate. Yeah, good morning, Nick. Mate, let's go first things first. Let's talk about the uh, the preludes the other night. Um, we just heard from Anthony Butt. I'm sure you caught the back end of that. You were second and third in that prelude. Ultra Orlando and Mark Shard. I thought Ultra Orlando very good. I thought Mark Shard very much a horse to follow in the angle for the future. Yeah, we were happy with both of them, Mick. Um, I think Ultra Orlando sort of worked back to his best form again. Um, you know, he came out and sort of burned off the gate and went one forty nine flat. So the time was good, and you know, obviously Wolf Spide going really good and you know, he's going to super and so you know it took a good one to beat him um, he, he still sort of fought it out strong for the line so we're really happy with him and I think Max Shard if he'd have got clear running half of straight he probably wins it so um, yeah really happy with both of them Okay I take it Mark Shard goes to the Group 1 support race on Saturday night? Yep yeah he's in with um, the Rolf Crystal Bohemia or whatever they call it now yeah, yeah. Well, man, let's talk about the other heat. Um, King of Swing, he got the lead. Uh, he was going to win a long way from home. He looked to have a fair bit in the locker in 25.8. Was there a bit more there? Yeah, he, it was just ideal run for him. You know, a week out from the Miracle Mile, just nice time, just run a good quarter and done it really nice. So, yeah, he, he's come through to run super and, you know, he's just right at the top of his game. Okay, let's look forward to Saturday night. You have, from your stable, or Belinda and your stable, you have expensive ego, the Chariots of Fire, and Ultra Orlando placed in this race last year, and the defending champion and king of swing. First of all, Ultra, I'm sorry, first of all, expensive ego. We didn't see him this week, of course. He raced and won the Chariots the week before. What sort of role do you see him playing in this race? Is he a horse who can go forward and have the gate speed to be a factor early loop, or is he more likely to be a horse who settles just off the speed? I wouldn't think he's quick enough out to get across the two inside him anyway, Nick. Um, so you know, he'll have to just pop in behind him. It's an ideal door for him. Um, you know, like you see me driving just off the pace there a few runs back. He, he went really good. I think he'll be just as good off cover. And he's from the draw, he's going to get a really good trip, just nice and handy to him. Who drives expensive ego? Um, the owners are going to decide it all today, Nick, but um, there's talk about um, now Lockenbrough, it's not in it, Dave Moran. Okay, that'll be a great a great consolation for David. Ultra Orlando is next in barrier draw order. I thought, Luke, maybe he holds the key to the race. Do you have a driver for Ultra Orlando? Uh, same thing again, Mick will get sorted out today, but the owners are uh, looking towards Chris Alford. He drove him in the Hunter Cup. Okay. What role does he have to play on the start here? Because he seems a naturally quick horse. He doesn't seem a horse who's quite as good coming from off the speed. I presume he'll be looking to go forward. Look, he, he, he's going to be a great chance in the race. He's proven at this level, um, place getting last year. He's going to get a beautiful trip no matter what happens. You know, if he gets across Ignatius, He's going to sit on King of Swing, obviously. 
if he doesn't get across Ignatius, he's going to sit on King's swing in the one one. So he's going to get a gun run. However the race works out, and you know he's come right back to his form, and he'll be able to be driven the way he, where he gets that trip on the pace. He's going to be a massive chance in the race. Do you think, knowing these horses and knowing Manangle better than anybody, that he will be able to cross at the start? Not sure, Mick. Uh, six months ago, I would have said for sure, but Ignatius is uh, getting out of the gate a lot better now. Um, he held out cash and flow in the 25 quarter a couple of weeks ago. Um, well, he held him to the corner anyway. So, look, he's getting out a lot quicker. So, we're not going to know until we sort of. You know, you go that first 400 on Saturday night. and um, But either way, I really know it's going to get a great trip. All right, what does that say for King of Swing? Is it a case where if Ignatius holds the lead, you probably end up outside him on King of Swing? Or if King of Swing got that really high gate speed that you don't use very often to just blast straight off the gate and leave the move on? Oh, he's naturally quick out, Nick. I held Major Dan one night um, and then ended up letting him go. We went 25-2 to quarter, so... Or 25-3 or whatever it was. But, look, he's, he's got gate speed. Um, he doesn't have to do it. Like you seen him in the black to face. I didn't use him early. just sat outside him. Sort of worked to the front later in the race. He, he's strong, versatile, and, you know, we're really happy with him. Okay, I asked Anthony Butt. I'm not sure if you heard the question. I asked Anthony what he thought would happen in the Miracle Mile at 9 o'clock on Saturday night. What do you think, side to side, what do you think's going to happen? Oh, I think two things will happen. Ignatius could be quick enough to hold us out and King Swing will be in the breeze and and I'll be happy to be there. Um, or Orlando will cross him and I'll be in front and be happy to be there too. So they're the two scenarios. All the other horses look to be happy to get a fifth, um, but it'll just depend on that third sort of ground meeting once the gate goes. Well, right, what about the rest of the card on Saturday night? I know the barrier draws aren't done yet, but um, there's plenty of group racing on for the night. What's your other chances or chance of winning a group one on Saturday night? I was really happy with Idealic in the um, Derby Heat Saturday night. It was a soft win. Um, yeah, you know, he just felt really nice. So he's got to be a massive chance with the other, obviously, the other city favourites, Tate Delight and Salesforce. And um, I think Max Shard will go really good in in um, the second, this sort of junior free fall. All right, mate. Um, well, obviously, there's a bit of racing between now and Saturday night. Is, is Team McCarthy taking a horse to the races anyway, whether it's uh, an angle tomorrow or Penrith on Thursday night? Will we come back a winner? Well, I thought Better Vision's going really good and he drops back to a claimer again tomorrow, Mick. He, yeah, he won it quite easily last time he was in the claimer. He drops back uh, tomorrow. I think he'll run really well. Mate, we are not going to get a chance to talk to David Moran today, but I know he's been staying at your place. It, it must have been an unusual situation to have such a good bloke on your property. He had Lock and Bar out there and you have him lose that battle to get the horse into the race last week because not only did it help you, and embellish your chances of winning the Miracle Mile, but you never like to see it. It must it must be a weird experience having your your biggest rival pull out and you've just got to pat him on the shoulder and say, bad luck, mate. Oh, me and Sal have been mates for a long time and, you know, you're always happy to help anyone and look, it's just disappointing. You know, we want these horses in the race. Um, 
all these good horses and to shame he's missed this one, but I'm sure he'll bounce back quickly and you know, having lots of the in the carnival and you know, in the minion all them sort of races, but it's only one race and he's a young horse. Hopefully he's on the green circuit for the next two, three, four seasons. Look, no one's driven more winners at Manangle than you. Um, I know you've driven on the biggest stage. You've been to, to world-trotting derbies in North America. Is it a different night for your Miracle Mile night, Dave? Does even somebody like you have a bit more spring in your step and, and even the, the, the slightest touch of nerves, knowing that it's, it's the biggest one of the year? Oh, I don't think so, Mick. You sort of think, yeah, like all them drivers, you look through that they're going to be in the Miracle Mile high-class, you know, professional drivers. It's, you know, we're all there to do a job and we've got to try and stay focused. So it's sometimes once the night's over, it's more of a relief than a, a hyped-up thing, I'd say, but you just, you know, you just sort of got to go there and try and do the best job you can. Mate, we appreciate your time uh, you've given us today, mate, and then your honest opinion on the race. And congratulations to you and Belinda on getting three in the Miracle Mile and, mate, good week. Uh, good luck for the week at night. Yep, yeah, thanks, Mick. That's Luke McCarthy, who has the favourite, King of Swing, as well as two others, uh, Expensive Ego and Old Orlando in the Miracle Mile. That's 9 o'clock this Saturday night. The market is available on tab.com.au. Markets for races like the free-for-all, and of course, the New South Wales pacing derby not available yet. Those fields will be coming out later today. The man in charge of Looking after that side of the business at Club Manangle is David Monson. Wano's going to join us now. Wano, are you on the phone this morning? I am. I am, Mick. Good Mate, morning. Great to have you on board. Um, before we go forward and talk about the Miracle Mile, you would have been party to the committee's discussions the other day where they chose to put Ignatius, who was fourth in a Miracle Mile prelude, in the race ahead of two horses who finished third. Do you have any insight into what the thinking was there? Uh, look, um, the board, we went, we'd done a early analysis after the sprints to see where they all sat. And at that stage, it was yeah. no secret. It was between Max Shard and Ignatius. Um, Max Shard, probably a touch unlucky. At the top of the straight, he seemed to get held up there, sitting on three fence. Um, Ignatius, it was always considered a great run. He was three deep until about the 1,000 metre mark where he finally got to the chair. I think in the end, what it come down to was... They really uh, respected the run of Ignatius. It was a big run. James Rattray put him into the race. Um, he left no stone unturned. And I think they rewarded that, I, I suppose, that fortitude that James showed to go deaf. And you've got to remember, he did sit outside King of Swing um, in a 25-8 last quarter, and he just got run down on the line for that second spot. So in the end, I think they rewarded the effort of James Rattray and Ignatius. The horse has got a good profile. He's had two runs this time in here at an angle, and they've both been fantastic where he's really put himself into the run. So that's basically what it come down to, Mick. They just rewarded the effort of Ignatius. All right, well, um, what happens for the remainder of the program? What time today do we expect to see fields for derbies, the trotting free for all of those type of races? Yeah, they'll be done just after lunchtime in the offices of Harness Racing New South Wales. Um, they're always done under camera. They'll do Pretty similar to what we've done on Sky Channel, just be in-house there over at Harness Racing New South Wales. The Derby's going to be a fantastic race. And the Trotters race is outstanding. Um, it's, it's probably only half a step behind what the Great Southern Star. You know, just some of the horses that we've got horse, the horse will travel. But then you look Majestic Man, Majestuoso, Tough Monarch, um, Always Ready. 
Pink Galahs, the first time we get to see Pink Galahs up here. Red Hot Tooth. It's an outstanding race, the Trotters race. 50,000 Group 1 here on Saturday. Well, what about Saturday night? There'll be people listening to this in different regions of New South Wales, and I think, hey, I wouldn't mind going to the Trotters. I might not go that often, even though I watch them on television. Um, if you want to attend on Saturday night, what's available for people to attend if they want to get dressed up and sit down somewhere nice? Is that available? And Look, what else is going on on track? The restaurant's just about booked out, uh, as it always is. Um, I think people wait to see what the makeup of the fields are this week before some of those owners, but that area is just about sold out. Um, we have the Tanya Harris marquee sold out, but we've got the cocktail party now. We had the ladies' night in there the other night with a couple of hundred people in the lawn marquee. Uh, that's on again. We've got the cocktail party down there with some entertainment. That's a really, really good event. Um, nice social atmosphere, plenty of seats, but plenty of tables that people can sit at, the high tables and enjoy um, what's a bit of a party atmosphere down there along the lawn marquee, along the home straight there. It's a really good night down there. Well, no, there'd be some people listening to this who think, OK, oh, that sounds good to me. I want to go, but I want to have a few beers when I get there, and it's a long way to drive to Menangle. Um, speak to to those who maybe haven't tried it before about getting a train from Sydney to Menangle. Yeah, we're really fortunate. The train pulls up outside the front gate here at Menangle, and it's a great option for the people coming from the city. So people that are maybe travelling interstate can stay in the city, um, make a weekend of it. But the train, uh, anywhere from central, any of the uh, stops along here, it does stop at Campbelltown. There's a service then from Campbelltown. We have the buses running from Campbelltown that pull up here, or the trains pull up, at the, as I said, at the front gate. So there's a courtesy uh, bus service that will be operating from Campbelltown and MacArthur um, train stations. Uh, that's all free of charge. And as I said, the train station's right out the front there, so it's really easy to get to. All they said, they put on the extra services, State Rail, which is a fantastic thing, um, and the free services getting back to Campbelltown and the city. Okay, after that's the, a after the race. If they've had a few drinks, one and they, they obviously have to get home. What time does the train stop leaving the angle? <laughs> oh, that, no, they're running, they're running to like 11.30. Last race is about 10.40, 10.45. I think the last train, is about 11.30 that leaves here at Mangle. We've also got the Country Club, which has opened uh, extended hours this Saturday, just up on the corner. Um, we'll also have the Club Mangle courtesy bus, which will get you back into Campbelltown and MacArthur, where uh, we can make sure you, you're looked after and over at Camden Valley Inn. So we'll make sure people get home. Please come and enjoy the night. Have a beverage. Have a great time. We'll get you home. Well, who wins the Miracle Mile on Saturday night, I know it's the most important race of your year, even more so this year, because it's worth twice as much as any other race in Australasia. Uh, who wins? Ah, oh, look, it would be a brave man to tip against King of Swing. What I'm going to be really interested in, Nick, though, is that early burn. Like, I, I don't think I've seen two fence as important ever in a race. And you've got numbers one, two, and with the emergency out, um, three in the Black Prince. Ignatius and Expensive Ego all got fantastic gate speed. I'm pretty sure they're all wanting to be two fence. You've also got Alta Orlando, who's going to be coming out of four, wanting to get to that two fence. I know the first 400 metre record's about 24.5. I reckon that's under serious pressure this week because that early burn to get to that two fence is going to be sensational. There's going to be some fireworks early. Um, as I said, I don't think Jimmy Ratray is going to leave any stone unturned. Um, he's he's going to be firing out Ignatius. He has got good gate speed. Robbie Morris on the Black Prince. Well, he'll be looking for it too. So you now even as I said, King of Swing hard to tip against. It's a cool half a million to the winner. 
It's about 150, 160,000 per second. Nothing to be sneezed at. So that early burn, Mick, I'm looking forward to it. Mate, so we won't. It's, it's been an incredibly challenging time. Um, you guys, Harness Racing New South Wales, a whole bunch of people have worked incredibly hard to, to keep things ticking over and working in the last nine, ten, even 11 months. Um, this is maybe the cherry on top of the cake. We're looking forward to seeing how that cake is cut up and uh, given out on Saturday night, mate. So for those who want to get those fields today, what's the simplest way to get them online? Uh, look, the fields will be um, online from about 4.30. They'll be published on harness.org.au, but the barrier draws will be done just before that, um, as I said, over at Harness Racing New South Wales. So we'll do some press releases once they come out, and we'll get them out there for everyone to have a look at. Good on you, Wano. Thanks for your time today, mate, and good luck for Saturday night. Easy, Mick. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. David Wanson, Racing Manager at Club Menanga. It's the big night this Saturday night. As you heard, if you're in the city and you don't go to the trots very often, you can get there on the train, which means you can have a few biddies once you arrive at Menangle. Big open spaces there, bit of lawn out the front, and you can uh, take the family along. There's a whole lot of array of options. It's not quite as formal and ticket-based as maybe some of the big gallops days, and for that reason, you can probably go along there a bit more relaxed. If you can't make it to Menangle... There'll be huge, huge coverage on Sky Television, of course, with Adam Hamilton and Brittany Graham. Uh, Brittany will be back later in the week with On the Pace to dissect more of the big night ahead. And Fred Hastings will be here Friday and Saturday. So we'll give you all that Miracle Mile information, the Derby information, and everything else as the week continues here on Sky Sport Radio. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you to our guests. And we'll shortly head back to Dave in the studio to continue your racing morning.